Wonderful music. I think um, I think it's great that we as a congregation are able to be able to meet and we notice every single one of our senses are touched by God coming to one of these services. And so we thank the Lord for um, for this opportunity to be able to worship together. And so today um, we're going to talk, we're going to continue with John and reading through John chapter 1. Uh, the next place uh, where we're, we're seeing it comes after God initiated or after the word initiates that the word of God is Jesus and that this word actually did create all things. Uh, the, the word here takes kind of a, it seems to take a quick turn, but really not. We'll get into this turn, but it takes a turn and starts to describe another man. This other man actually does play a significant role and does actually demonstrate something rather important for you and me today. So today we're going to take a look at this person. Who was he? Uh, what did this person do? What was his purpose? What was God doing when using this man? So who are we even talking about? Well, we're talking about today, John the Baptist. That's our message. So uh, let's take a moment, please, and let's stand for the reading of this word. As I turn to John chapter 1, we're reading today verses 6 through 9. So if you have your Bible, you're, uh, certainly that's where we're headed, so feel free to turn there. But this is where I'm, this is where I'm reading. It says this, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, and that through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light, that the true light, which gives light to every man, coming into the world. Let's pray. Lord, we come to you this morning ready to hear your word. I pray that this morning we can read from this man, um, John the Baptist, that we could read through his life and his ministry and his testimony, his purpose, we can truly see that you have a purpose and you created a purpose in him, truly before the foundations of the earth. But just like him, you gave us one too. I pray that, Lord, today we would grasp a hold of that and be able to take that for the rest of our lives. I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 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 Please be seated. So in, in talking about John the Baptist, uh, we'll, you've got to note that there are places in the Old Testament that actually prophesy about John, um, really about this man. So we're going to read about this. So the reason today, that I, one of the reasons today that I want to put it before you is that Jesus did foretell of John, and so this man was prophesied about. So I'm going to read in Malachi. I'm going to read in Malachi a couple different places, but for the moment... I'm turning to chapter 3, and I'm reading in verse 3, which says this, Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. That's in Matthew chapter 3. So there's a messenger that's being sent before me. So this messenger actually had a job to do. And it says this, that this job was to 
quote unquote, prepare the way. So there's a messenger that's coming to prepare the way. So I'm going to give a visual, and this one's kind of fresh in our mind. If anybody attended a wonderful wedding last week, um, we had what I consider uh, a, a great visual for us all this morning with what does prepare the way, what it might look like. I thought, by the way, a little side note, you can keep this recording here if you want, uh, but it's a little side note. It was a wonderful time. It was a wonderful place. It was a wonderful ceremony. Uh, a lot of work went into that, um, and you could tell there was a lot of work. But you could tell it was a wonderful time that we could take a pause and worship the Lord together. But we got to see a neat wedding. We got to spend some time together and enjoy that celebration. So uh, just with a moment, uh, that was great. So thank you, um, everybody who was there. Let's take that visual. And let's think about that for a minute. How did that look? So those of us who are there, and if you weren't there, that's, uh, I'm just going to give you the visual. But you have the groomsmen who are standing up front. The groomsmen are already there. And in essence, the groom, who's there as well. So he's not alone. He's got his buddies with him. But the groom stands there and he calls for his bride. And that's what happens. He's calling for his bride. And so what happens next? Does the bride come? Almost, not quite. The bride's grooms, or the bridesmaids actually come. So the bridesmaids are walking down the aisle, and, and you could just see one at a time. The bridesmaids come, and the groom and the groomsmen are there, and they watch. And if you were in the audience, you got to see the look on their faces. Every one of these guys was smiling. And in particular, the groom, if you took a look at the groom, he had a big smile. He had a huge smile. And here they came, one at a time, one after, one after another. One came, another, another bridesmaid maid came. And it's almost like the anticipation seems to grow a little bit, doesn't it? And so when that moment comes and the bridesmaids have fulfilled their walk and they have accomplished a part of this coming before the, the, the groom. Then what happens, everybody takes a pause and everybody stands because now the bride comes. And so the bride is coming and all eyes are on the bride as she comes down the aisle. Everybody is turning and watching the bride. And of course, the groom I think by then the groom's face has gotten a little red. I think he's almost about to come out of a shell in a very good way. It's a good thing. That is a visual of preparing the way. She's coming, but she had somebody, she had another person and another person come prepare the way. And she came in her splendor, did she not? So the bride has folks coming to prepare the way for the groom. Does that make sense, that visual? I was going to go to a different visual about building a house and needing to clear out all the brush and leveling the ground before building the house as an example of preparing the way, but it wasn't quite as elegant as that one. But what I want to do is take a moment. It does make sense, at least to me, that God is going to send one to prepare prior to him coming. You follow? And that he would actually describe this preparer in the creation conversation. 
kind of interesting. God was working here. There's a job that's happening. And, and let's get back to this uh, in John chapter 1. He, he just completed this conversation with us or this, this description with us about creating. And he just told us that everything was created by him. And then he goes to say, and now there's this person who came to prepare the way. So this create, creative process includes a person who came to prepare this. So, um, so how does this happen or why did this happen? And I'm just going to take a pause. Another one. Think about any job anybody has ever done ever. And you got to think for a moment, have you ever been able to just jump right into a job and it go really well? Have you ever jumped right in to say, I'm going to bake a cake, and you grab some eggs, you just throw them in, you throw some flour in, milk, throw it in the oven, and you don't mix it, you do nothing. You just kind of put it in there. How would that cake come out? I don't know. I'm visualizing that now. I might try that just for fun. Um, or maybe if you want to build a cabinet, and you just walk to the woods, and you just rip off branches that you could rip, and you try and just assemble them and, and make them a cabinet. Will you succeed in making a decent cabinet? Of course not. So there's work to do prior to the work that needs to be done, right? The preparation is actually a part of the work. Um, you know, I've even used as an example many times, you know, for those spreadsheet lover guys, um, have you ever used Excel and you start working on Excel and it functions, it works? How is that even possible? Well, there's a ton of work that's been done prior to you actually seeing a blank workbook. You follow? There's a whole lot that's happening behind the scenes prior to that ever even making sense or being functional. So there's always a lot of work that happens prior to the work to happen. Okay? So anything that's ever been done had a way prepared for it. And of course, the story of Christ in relationship with you and me Certainly, in this story of the creation of Genesis, it makes sense that it's fitting that this Messiah would include preparation. The story of the Messiah's coming would include preparation. If we think of it in the Old Testament, there certainly are plenty of places where the Messiah is foretold. And, you know, a, a couple would be in Isaiah 53, Psalm 22. Please, I'm not going to read them now, but turn to them. Look at them. It's Isaiah 53 and Psalm 22 are just a couple right off the top of my head. They're great. They point to our Messiah. Um, and we just read in Malachi chapter 3 the foretelling of John the Baptist. And this is what it said. Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. So now I'm going to turn one more page here to Malachi 4. And it says this. Remember the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded to him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. So now we're going to have a question. It takes us to a question. So we read about this messenger in the Old Testament who's going to make a way. Now, I'm making a claim that this is John. But let's hold on a minute. I just read in Malachi chapter 4 that there's a prophet who will come. But this prophet wasn't named John, his prophet was named Elijah. So that, that might beg a question. All I'm doing is I'm going to take a moment for you. If, if you've read that and you're wondering, now wait, does, does this make a lot of sense? 
So what I want to do is take just a moment and talk about that. The Old Testament does come up, or does discuss a messenger, foretells a messenger, and calls us messenger Elijah. So if you're asking a question, now wait, how can you draw this conclusion that this was John? Well, that would be a fair question. Good news, the Bible does talk about this. But believe it or not, I'm going to push a little bit further into Scripture about a conversation that some folks were having with John himself. Um, if we think about um, John's ministry, I think many of us might be familiar with this, but here's a man, he was, it was known to be a little eccentric, I think. Um, maybe eccentric for today's world, maybe not quite as much then, but I don't know, too many people who are wearing camel's hair. Um, but hey, that's what he, he put on. Um, I, I don't wear camel's hair. I don't know that I've ever worn camel's hair. Anybody here ever? Worn camel's hair? No. But I do like honey. I will eat honey all day long. But I'm not a big fan of locusts. Anybody here grab some locusts or look at them and go, now that is dinner. I want to eat that. Or maybe spread that on a cracker. That even sounded disgusting, didn't it? <laughs> so anyway, that's what he ate. Um, and he, he was in the wilderness. But but here's this man who may have this eccentric habit. I call it that. You know, I don't even know that that's something that he wanted everybody to be aware of. I, I can't say that. But nonetheless, there it is. It's recorded in Scripture. But we have this man who's speaking. And you know what? People are listening. They're paying attention to John. He's, he's talking with folks. And he's talking with folks, and he's preparing the way for the Lord. And you got to know that the Lord had to be blessing that ministry of John as he's preparing the way for the Lord. So he's preaching, he's baptizing, he's speaking, people are following him, his, his group is growing, the, his disciples are growing, he's really getting the attention of folks. And he's actually gotten the attention so much that there are some folks in Jerusalem that are beginning to ask about him. Who is this John? Is maybe this might be the Messiah? Or who is this guy? So they sent folks to talk with John. And so that's the stage. I'm actually pulling out of verses 19 now of John 1. So this is, I'm just going to read it. Now this is the testimony of John when the Jews sent these priests that I just talked with you about. They sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. So they asked him, Well, what then are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. They asked, Are you the prophet? He answered, No. So, we're pausing again. We just heard John's testimony. This is who he is not. John just said, I am not Elijah. I'm not the person Elijah. So based on his testimony, you might draw comfortably a conclusion that the Old Testament claims that Elijah will be the one coming. John says, I am not he. So you may say, no, so this does not come. This, this necessitates that this is not John. Well, let's continue on for just a minute. They go on to ask him, well, then who are you? Then, who, you know, you're not this, then who are you? So he answers and he says to them, I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness. Make straight the way for the Lord. 
That's what he says he is. That's who he is. But when he said, who am I? I am one. I am one calling in the wilderness. So, in a way, we have to take a pause and go, what did he just say that? What did he just say? And he goes on to say, I baptize not, or I baptize with water, but among you stands one who comes after me, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He's pointing the way. He's communicating a very important message. And he's talking to these men who see him as an important person, obviously. He's been getting attention. And he goes on to say, I'm actually one who's calling from the wilderness. I'm pointing the way for one and who's standing among you, whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. So we just read Malachi, the coming of Elijah, before the great day of the Lord. And John testified that he was not Elijah, but we are making this connection. Uh, So we're going to continue in Isaiah chapter 40. We're looking at the Old Testament for a minute. And so I'm just going to read all of Isaiah 40, and I'm going to pause and, and, and emphasize the section that I want to talk about. Isaiah 40 says this, verses 1, Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare has ended, that her iniquity is pardoned. For she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. So God is calling out a comfort to be discussed for his people. It goes on to say in verse 3, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight, the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The place to call out, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. This is in Isaiah chapter 40. This is, this is discussing this one who's going to come and prepare the way. And this is going to be a voice crying in the wilderness. This is not Jesus is talking about. This is talking about a voice prior to. So we're talking about this one who makes straight the way for the Lord. And this is the voice crying in the wilderness. So we know that there is one who will be coming to prepare a highway. And we know this person is described as, quote-unquote, the voice crying in the wilderness. And to this point, as far as we know, it will be Elijah. But John, according to his own testimony, is not the person. Elijah is John. He's John, the person. So I'm going to borrow a phrase of a good brother who's not in our midst at the moment, who has said before, if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, there's my pause. Well, so does John fit maybe in this category about this person? Well, I don't want us to have to reason through this. Instead, let's just read it. We're going to pull out of the Bible, uh, out of Luke. I'm going to turn to Luke chapter 1 about this person. And I'm not going to read all of 5 through 80, but, um, but I do think it makes sense for you to take a look at this. Go to Luke this week. Chapter 1, read verses 5 to 80. I know I've said that a couple times today, but I think it's good that we make ourselves familiar with some of these concepts and notions. But um, where, where you read 
that section, you'll find that this is talking about, this is the time of Zacharias, the, the, the priest, his wife Elizabeth. This is the time of John's being born. Um, and if you recall, Mary comes. Elizabeth has child, is, is also great with child. Her child did what? Kind of leapt in her womb. Uh, do you guys recall this? Okay. So that's where this is starting. But it goes on. Um, so during this time, Zacharias was actually visited by Gabriel, an angel of the Lord. And Gabriel told Zacharias of John's conception and his birth. And he said this. It says, For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and that John will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. That's John. And in fact, when Gabriel commented here, he said, he said he will go in the power and the spirit of Elijah. That's what he said. Now, another little component here that I find very very powerful, at least to me, you know, the, the tail end of Malachi. Um, if you read the tail end of Malachi, this person, I'm just going to read it, this person, this servant, which is coming, he talks about the coming of the Lord. And what will the Lord do? What will this guy do? Well, this man will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. And it goes on to say what? Lest I smite the earth with a curse. Can you imagine watching a movie? And you see the movie, and it has a statement like that. I'm going to do this, lest I smite the land with a curse, and then, boom, it stops, and then the credits start rolling. You imagine how quiet the movie theater would be, like if you got this big dramatic moment, and then you end with that, and then it's done, movie's over, then people have to kind of quietly get up and leave the movie. Talk about a strong ending. I say that because Malachi closes the Old Testament, and for, I think, 600 years, nothing. So for 600 years-ish, give or take, that's the end of the Bible. There was not a New Testament. So it's sort of like, okay, we close her down, everybody. That's what we have. That's the last book of the Old Testament. I, I, think, I think that's, to me, I read that and I go, oh, my goodness. I, I want to have my heart turned to my sons. And I will pray that their heart will be turned to me. Well, what does Gabriel say? Gabriel says this about him. And he says, go before him, that John will go before him in the spirit of power of Elijah to do what? turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and to the disobedient to the wisdom of the just and to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. He's making ready a people prepared for the Lord. This is what John is going to do. Later he said of John, he said, and you child will be called the prophet of the highest for you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. And so Luke continues in verse 80. So this child grew, became strong in spirit and was in the deserts until the day of the manifest, or manifestation of Israel. That is to say, this guy went to the wilderness. That's where he went. So Jesus is in this place, talking, or the word, I'm sorry, in this place is talking about John. What does Jesus actually say? 
well, when these people, uh, it, this is later in uh, John 3, 26, it says, But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. For I say to you, among those born of women, there is not one greater than the prophet, than John the Baptist. For he who is least the kingdom of God is greater than he. And in Matthew he says, this, Jesus, actually says this of John in chapter 11, verse 14, And if you are willing to receive it, he is Elijah, who is to come. Jesus himself makes it clear. John is the one described as Elijah in the Old Testament. Jesus is saying, he came in the spirit of Elijah. Okay. So John is the one that's crying in the wilderness, and John is the one who's preparing the way for the Lord Jesus. John is literally a prophet of God. In fact, a, 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 an excellent prophet, a prophet of the, of the highest. Like all prophets, what did he do? He pointed the people to the day of the Lord. He prepared the way. So it is actually John who was prophesied in Isaiah and in Malachi. Okay, I think I may have beat that dead horse. <laughs> I think we're clear. The Bible says, yes, John is this guy. So let's talk about for a minute his purpose. Now, I've already said it many times, but we're going we're gonna to talk about this and we're going to apply it for us. He prepared the way for the Lord. And he had much to say about Jesus. So we want to remember his following continued to grow. And he was gaining attention. And they were clearly listening to him. So what was he saying then? Because what he actually said is what we need to take home today. His statement, what he was saying, was a message. And his message is actually for you and for me. It was his message then. His purpose then. But it is and should be our message today and our purpose today. So, as Jesus continued in his ministry, we're going to kind of turn the page a little bit. Jesus has a ministry. We're well aware of this. It became clear that Jesus' ministry was growing as well, as we all know. John's followers began following Jesus. Well, uh, at this time, uh, John says this of Jesus. He said, the next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and, and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who is preferred before me, and he was before me. I did not know him, but he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore I came baptizing with water. Now John continues to say this. And John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. John that's his witness. That was John's witness. That's what he was saying. And this today is your witness. This today is my witness. This is our witness. God revealed this to John. He just said so. 
He said, He who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, it is, that is he who baptizes with the Spirit. So John did not conjure this up. God did. God revealed this to John, just like he did for you and for me. God did. God revealed this to us. And then John said, I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. So that is the truth that Jesus, or the truth of Jesus that John spoke of. And this needs to be and is the truth that you and I speak today. The message is the exact same for you and for me. So how are we to apply this in our lives? Well, let's hear from John one more time. So setting the stage here, John's disciples, if you remember just a moment, they came to him and they were saying in uh, John chapter 3, they were saying, hey, folks are coming to his ministry. So I'm just going to read it. So then there arose a dispute among some of John's disciples and the Jews about purification. And they came to John and they said to him, Rabbi, he who is with you beyond the Jordan to whom you have testified, behold, he is baptizing and all are coming to him. So what was John's answer? John answered and he said, a man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. You yourselves bear me witness that I said I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. He who has the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because the bridegroom's voice, the one that's calling for his bride, yes, therefore this joy of mine is fulfilled. He must increase. He must increase. But I must decrease. There is a purpose in his message. This is what John did. You saw my little gestures here. Back to our wedding. The example from the beginning. He hears him call his voice for his bride. This is the message today. The bridegroom's friend, his buddy. The bridegroom's friend stands with him at the front. He stands there. And he is happy for his friend, who is the bridegroom. He knows his friend is about to marry. We get to bear witness of that bridegroom as well. We stand here too. We stand right here next to the bridegroom who has called, has been called. You follow this? The bridegroom calls his bride, and she comes. The bride comes. So our message today has not changed at all from then, ever. This is the message. We are happy for this. He must increase in our lives, and we must decrease. So we want to live this example given before us in our day, in our circumstances. Let's have Jesus grow in stature in our lives today. Let's have his <clears throat> thinking more belong to us. Let's have our, our actions more reflect of him. Let's have our fruit decrease, and let's have his fruit increase in our lives. 
Do you get that? Let's have our fruit decrease. And let's have his fruit. Fruit of the Spirit. Let's have his fruit increase. We're buddies of the groom. And we are joyful. And we are thrilled to see him glorified. We are thrilled to see his bride come. I'm going to flip it all on our head. Who's the bride, really? I'm going to flip all this for a moment. I'm going to look at the same coin, but another side. Who's the bride? Wow. Who's been called? Who came before us and prepared the way? Yeah. Isn't that neat? Isn't that neat? All of this is the work of God. Nothing is received unless it is given from heaven. John pointed people to Jesus. So you and I are actually given this purpose. So I'm going to ask this as a question. This is what's kind of neat. What is chief end of man? What is man's chief end? Glorify God and enjoy him forever. Man, what a purpose. John did a pretty good job with this in his ministry, didn't he? Let's join John in this ministry right here. This is a wonderful place to be. But it's even better because in reality, we're up there and we're walking this way. We've been called. Wow. That's the message today. Let's pray. <clears throat> Lord, we are thankful for your word and we are thankful, God, for being able to send a friend to prepare the way. It's good to know that we have friends. It's good to know that we have brothers and we have sisters. In the flesh, it's good to know that we truly have brothers and sisters and moms and dads. But it's also good to know that in the spirit, we have brothers and we have sisters who we can lock arms together. Lord, that we can be together, that we can walk this walk together. We're not alone any step of the way. It's good to know that. I pray, Lord, that we would today just absorb some of this, that we would take in the message that you give us through John in his life, knowing that we had a great friend who prepared the way, and, and truly this way actually was for us here today. So I pray, Lord, that we could take the mantle and we could also prepare the way by glorifying the Lord and enjoying him forever. forever. I pray this in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen.